It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Don't know why. Don't know why. Just feel like I need to vary the intro sometimes. Tommy, we're here. It's Mexico City Grand Prix. Friday is done and dusted, and it's no sprint. No sprint, yeah. Uh, a non-meaningful session uh, is made it a bit more of a struggle to, <laughs> to stay awake at this time, particularly when uh, we, we've had quite the uh, the busy week. But um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get into our thoughts on a normal weekend in F1 in a bit. Now, before we do that, we need to let you know about the P1 Live show. We've mentioned it. It's back and tickets are available. And oh my God, they are flying off the shelves. Okay. If you want to come, okay, to either Manchester on the 3rd of December, Glasgow on the 5th of December, or London on the 10th of December to see me and Tommy do the P1 show live. Not just that, but be interactive, play games. There's all kinds of stuff. It's like, it's so fun. Challenge Tommy is my favorite part of anything and you can win some amazing (laughs) merch. Um, If you want to, please do uh, click on the link in the description or if you're listening on audio, uh, there'll be plenty of links all all over our socials. Trust me, it is selling so much better than I thought it was going to. (laughs) So if if you would like to come to our show, Please do get involved because, um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. And thank you to everyone that has already and shared it on social. If you do end up buying a ticket, send us a message as well and we'll uh, we'll show it some love. So, uh, yes, get buying if you want to come to the P1 Live show. Right, let's talk about it being a normal weekend, Tommy. Let's, let, let's, because it's been back-to-back sprints, which is something that, We've don't think we've ever had before, from what I, in, from what I can remember anyway. I don't I don't seem to remember a back to back sprint weekend, but but either so, we now had a full day of practice. Friday FP one FP two back to normal, and I think we should just talk about how we felt how felt about it. And for me, it was it was actually quite quite a welcome a welcome thing. Now I actually tweeted this as well, and I think sprint races sprint weekends have made me realize how much I like the old format. Not necessarily like, oh my God, I love FP2. I love FP1. (laughs) It's not that. I think the thing that my brain focuses on, and it's what I've said probably before quite a few times, is the build-up. It's the Friday, it's practice. And you know, when FP2 finishes, tomorrow is qualifying, the big day. And then Sunday is the main race. Now, I'm not saying sprints can't work because I think they can, definitely, 100%. I think there are ways in which they can figure it out. And the first iteration of the sprint weekends was better than the ones we have now. And I'm locking that in just purely because there is that, again, that progression, which leads to the Sunday race day. But Saturday actually meant something towards Sunday rather than having this special midpoint, eight points rubbish that we have currently on a Saturday. 
that's where I sit and I feel very coherent with that right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. it does feel very odd to kind of have a normal weekend. It, it is strange to the point where there are obviously more normal weekends than sprint weekends. But because we have had two in a row and we're actually getting one next week as well, this this it almost feels like a novelty to have an FP1 and a, an FP2 now um, because we've had, had the back-to-back. And I was very pro sprints when it started, when we had those kind of three, uh, just the three in the year. Um, obviously, everyone knows what I think of, of practice and I prefer when we kind of don't have that so they don't get as much learnings and they can uh, and hopefully like the racing's a, b- a bit better but it did almost feel a bit a bit novel and maybe it's just the kind of <laughs> craziness of of the calendar uh, and the the back-to-back sprints made me yeah maybe appreciate just a bit more of a a calmer day but uh it also at the same time you can see why they want to do it because not a lot happened, but then obviously the the argument is that it's practice. It doesn't always have to be insane craziness. Like you can just have a a day of practice. Like it's called practice. They're practicing. They're not racing. They're not qualifying. It's a practice. So of course, there's not really a lot of on track spice, but you know you still get a lot of uh, a lot of cars on track. Right, let's talk about free practice one then, shall we? And it was the rookie driver session, really. Uh, we had Ollie Behrman, Isaac Hadjar, Frederick Vesti, um, Jack Doohan, and Teo Porcher. Well, we had four of the five. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're a Porcher fan, you guy. don't really want to talk about the fact he didn't even set one lap on the board. He went out, I think, three times and had problems with his, with his brakes. Uh, so for Porcher... Poor guy. I mean, he must have been absolutely buzzing to get in the car, uh, but he only did a few sort of outlaps and then came straight back in because Alfa Romeo just didn't fancy didn't fancy his car to be uh, to be working. Um, but that was yeah, kind of the big thing. Guy. It was it was Verstappen fastest ahead of Alexander Albon. He <laughs> looked at my flop. biggest flop and <laughs> went, "F you, Matt." Although it is only practice, and it is actually only practice this time. There's no competitive sessions on Friday. Otherwise, I think he probably would have liked to have a sprint weekend if he was that quick out the blocks uh, for Alex Albon. But um, but yeah, it was obviously it's cool. It's cool to see different drivers out there. Um, who was the highest running? It was Behrman. Ollie Behrman in the head of Alonso. Head of Alonso. I mean that in itself, he can print out, put that up on his bedroom wall. It's done. Like that, you've beaten what Tommy thinks is the goat. Yeah, you, you've beaten Fernando Alonso in a session. That is quite your quite the achievement. Um, yeah, Behrman, I think in particular, uh, of course, we, we can never really take too much from this. Um, we've had it before, haven't we, where, where we've seen a lot of, of drivers doing uh, FP1 and they are always at the bottom and quite a way off um, because they're new and they're not, they're not necessarily... You know, they're not there to set a blistering lap time. But Behrman, actually, you know, he's only three tenths off Hulk. Uh, he's beaten a normal runner in Fernando Alonso, no less. Uh, and I think that is uh, very impressive uh, indeed from, from Behrman. So, uh, yeah, impressive stuff. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. You know, Behrman to be three tenths off Hulkenberg, the uh, 
the qualifying madness that he's done sometimes this uh, this season as well. That's yeah, that's phenomenal because you look at Isaac Hadjar, for example, in the Alpha Tauri, and he's 1.4 seconds off Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Jack Doohan, I think he said in commentary actually during FP2 that it was very much just about you know, sustainable running, I think was the, yeah, uh, the term yeah. he used, and not actually trying to extract um, time from the car. So it's very difficult to, to compare. But yeah, Behrman, absolutely the driver uh, to stand out. Question from Jones. <laughs> I was going to say, if only Haas had uh, an underperforming driver that Ollie Behrman could replace. Oh, wait. Wow. So you you butted in for some K-Mag slander. Yeah. That's that's what you did. Fair enough. At Jones RF873, why did lots of teams choose Mexico for a rookie test? My opinion of this is like they look at the calendar and go, oh, God, we need to stick some rookies in at some point. Not in a yep. horrible way, but just in a case of it's mandatory to do it. Okay, let's let's tick off one of our uh, rookie placements uh, in Mexico. I don't think it's anything more than the fact that it's just towards the end of the season. Uh, perhaps, I don't know, does Mexico lend itself better to, to rookies? I, I really, it's it's hard to say anything other than that. It make it makes sense as well that yeah, like to, towards the end of the season, you're not developing the car as much. You're not going to bring a huge upgrade. You know, it makes no sense to stick Isaac Hadjar in the Alpha Tauri if they're going to be putting a brand new update because they need their normal drivers to be uh, getting it as much as possible. Uh, but as you kind of as the season's winding down, that's why yeah, uh, it does feel like it's a bit of a oh, wait, we need to make sure we've got these drivers in. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're kind of doing it while the season is kind of winding down. And, of course, um, there's not a huge amount uh, to play for in terms of, like, you know, championships and, and, and things. So it, they, they have to get it done. So it makes sense to do it here. And also the fact that it's not a sprint as well um, makes sense because it gives that, uh, the, the driver still has FP2 whereas if you did it during a sprint weekend and then George Russell jumps back and the car is jumping in for qualifying and not, not FP2 so yeah. that's a much more of a possible. struggle yeah makes perfect sense I think the upgrade one especially is, uh, is a very good point Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. We now move on to Free Practice 2. And again, Max Verstappen tops the timesheets. So he's very much on his way to doing what I said he'd do, and that's to to dominate. And we'll, we'll see what he, what he does. I actually saw some comments on the predictions video that were saying, like, I would accept you know, sort of a Max Verstappen Grand Slam, that sort of stuff, and then yeah. winning by 20 seconds or, 
or whatever. Not that I'm going to celebrate that, and I'll happily rescind the point. You know, the point can go if we get a banging race. Uh, but it was Verstappen, Norris, Leclerc, the top three. Uh, we got some rain, which was um, a bit out of the blue. Uh, it was mm. just little showers, and it actually was coming down quite quite hard um, in the in the last sector. Uh, but it didn't really impact the track massively. It was a bit slippery, but but nothing that caused too much carnage. But your biggest good surprise, Tommy, mm. just popping himself in, eh, old Valtteri Bottas, P4? He was cooking, um, cooking tacos, apparently, because, my God, has that man gone full taco crazy this weekend with has he? T-shirts, helmet design... Um, uh, the helmet design with the the mustache. With the mustache, and it says like I'm here for tacos. Um, but he's also tacos here for, are amazing. They are. They are very good indeed. And so is Valtteri Bottas apparently in Mexico because P4 is impressive stuff. Although it's only practice. <laughs> it's only Friday. It's only practice. Uh, but they, interestingly, they were saying in commentary. I think Karun Chandot was saying that Valtteri Bottas tends to do quite well in on low grip tracks, uh, and you know he's he's performed well. Like his rally experience. Yeah, uh, he's he's performed well in Baku and, and and tracks where notoriously it's yeah got, had low grip. So Valtteri might be in for a good weekend, Tommy, and you could be cashing in some of those points. Then Daniel Ricciardo as well, up in P six, three tenths off Max Verstappen, and right behind mm-hmm. Sergio Perez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of support for Sergio Perez. Speaking of him, this weekend, uh, almost every single time he goes past, the the crowds are are roaring for him. Um, even you know Sky Sports, everyone seems to be kind of very much geeing him up for his for his home race, and that's why I predicted him on the podium. I feel like this this support will hopefully for his sake push him forward. He, I think he mentioned in a in an interview, perhaps I think it was before practice, around speaking a lot with his engineers after Qatar and figuring out with the car what they're doing that's you know maybe a little bit too safe and they're slowing the car down too much or they're being too conservative and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, why did it take this long to figure that out? That's the thing that I'm like, what, what, why now? How, why, <laughs> why He's are we on pinpoint- a run of, what, like 10 bad yeah, races it's been now? it a problem yeah. for a while. So I'm like, well, how come they're pinpointing it now? But that's a question that, of course, they will they will have to answer. And, and hopefully Perez can answer his critics, us being some of that, I would say, and, and quite fairly so, uh, that he can get on the podium this weekend. And he's looked better, hasn't he, so far? P3 and FP1 and P, P5 and FP2. Yeah, exactly. He's there's been a lot of a lot of hype, of course, for for him and his home race, um, and there's always that that buzz from the crowd, and hopefully they can lift him to a great result because it feels like forever he's been on the podium. What would it have been, uh, Monza? But that's one in. If you go before that, I couldn't even tell you the last one before that. So yeah, he's not not had many uh, podiums in a while, so. Uh, and of course, if he is on the podium, it would be amazing scenes in that uh, stadium section specifically. Yes, it absolutely will. That bit is the Forest Sol, isn't it? It's called, and yeah. uh, that is um, quite the epic place to have the podium. And it, it's probably the worst part of the track. <laughs> Shame it absolutely kills yeah. the track. And the but racing. I can understand. Well, in the in terms of the actual racing, obviously it's sad that, that it does that, but I can understand. Well, there is literal health and safety reasons as to why they can't go any faster through that stadium section. Um, so, yeah. and also, I guess they slow them down so that it, that the cars aren't there for half a second, and they've got a massive stadium around it. Imagine yeah. that. Um, 
Next question from Half Court Henry 5. Ricardo looks on it in FP1 and FP2. Could we see a possible good point result on Sunday, like a P7 or P8? I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too excited, especially with Danny Rick's last good performance here was mainly due to a fantastic strategy which allowed him to go on the charge, I think, at the end on soft tires. Um he has looked good. Where Yuki Sonoda will be is is difficult to say. Of course, Yuki's first practice session was was an FP2, and he has to actually start from the back of the grid as well with a whole new fresh power unit. Uh, so very much Danny Rick has to carry the Alpha Tauri hopes on his shoulders. Um, but I know it's only practice, but that he looks he looks good. It's very good. He does indeed. And uh, Alpha Tauri obviously picked up a chunk of points um, in the last race thanks to to Yuki. And yeah, if Daniel can get some more, um, it looked completely hopeless and and that they were easily going to finish last in the, in the constructors but you never know they might might just do it with how they're performing because the alpha towery is is by no means the worst car on the grid i don't think it has been uh, at all the the problem is they just haven't had those races where they've picked up uh, the points uh, you know they've had so many 11ths and 12ths um so the car is like good it's just not a point scorer and they've not picked up uh many points whereas the others have in those crazy races and of course um thanks to Albon's brilliance as well in in the Williams they've picked up uh quite a lot uh so yeah uh AlphaTauri will be praying that this pace is real and Danny Rick can score some big old points and get ahead of Haas Speaking of praying, I think there's no team praying more than Aston Martin right now. Oh, my goodness gracious me. They have fallen off a cliff. There's a graphic as well, wasn't there, that they showed about the team performance and McLaren McLaren was like nearly a second quicker. (laughs) Well, it was that and also the points as well. I think the one that I saw, the comparison with the points and McLaren were a good 150 points or whatever behind at one point and, and are now ahead of them. Um, but 18th and 20th for Aston Martin in FP2. Lance Stroll, look, I know his performances haven't been great, but my God, that that man does not seem to get any luck when it comes to a car braking either. He, he constantly loses time in free practice due to one thing or another. Neither of them run uh, ran the soft tyre. Uh, Alonso had that massive spin, which is, I mean, very fortunate for him that he did not end up in the wall because that was... Rather close in that very fast sort of midsection of the track, but <laughs> I don't think I don't remember the last time I saw Fernando Alonso the slowest. I know it's only practice, as we've said several times. Uh, take a shot if we say that one more time. But we don't usually see him last in a in a session, whatever it is. Oh, God, yeah, the fact that we were talking maybe after Silverstone, kind of could McLaren catch Aston Martin? Uh, and they've easily done it, and are probably going to pull so far ahead that um, it feels like Aston Martin are probably going to end up being closer to Alpine than the McLaren by the end of the season at this rate, which is absolutely insane to think about. Um, they have just, you know, when Alonso was not getting um, the podiums anymore, you know, we were talking about Aston Martin going, oh, they've absolutely fallen off a cliff, and Alonso is finishing sixth, seventh, eighth. They don't even look like a point-scoring team now, uh, the, the way it's going at the moment. They have absolutely, um, yeah, just tanked 
big time. Uh, and like you say, for Stroll to have another another problem, like you say, I know he's not been driving well, but not having the greatest uh, of luck. I mean, a tyre getting stuck on the car. I've not seen that since, since Bottas, Bottas in Monaco with the world's yeah. longest pit stop. But... Um, yeah, it's just. Did you see the uh, the mechanics as well? Like jostling in front of the camera, and there was one one of the guys was literally jumping in front of the camera constantly. To yeah, yeah, I think he was having a bit of fun, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, no I, one's, I no I one's copying that Aston now. No one's allowed to do that. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you're allowed to just casually stand there. But I'm pretty sure actually physically blocking a camera, maybe there there might be a few words that are, that are mentioned about that, but. Um, yeah, as you say, I don't think anyone's going to be ferociously trying to take uh, write down notes of of Aston Martin's current concept of car. No, it's, they're going uh, to be trying to copy. Well, what they're going to do? Whatever's just com- next. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just they'll just <laughs> yeah they'll turn up to next year with a RB19 clone, uh, completely you know uh, line for line drawing of it um, in the first race, probably be about fourth or fifth and then end of the season they'll be 19th again because that just seems yeah, to be how they go we've copied the homework but we don't actually know what to do with it now like how do we make it faster yeah, understanding uh, we need it, a clone it? of adrian newey or something just oh what a disaster for them but hopefully look hopefully they bounce back tomorrow and, and, and on sunday especially fernando alonso we'd love to see him up there uh, fighting for, for for big points but it looks unlikely and I did want to touch actually quickly on Alex Albon, who had a problem with uh, the floor of his car uh, in, mm. in FP2, as much as he'd been looking very good in FP1. And also through some of FP2 when they first did that sort of low fuel running. Uh, but he, yeah, had a bit of his floor sort of dragging along the, the ground and neither Albon nor Sargent actually were out at the end of FP2 to, to do any um, practice starts, which I found uh, a little bit strange as well. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't ideal for 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 Williams uh this track it's a it's an unusual track really because you see that massive long straight and you think oh you need straight line speed but it's the cornering i think a a graphic popped up actually of um the two fastest cars Uh, the person that was fastest in the speed track was kevin magnuson and he was 19th so it kind of shows that you can be as quick as you want sector one at one point as well he was he was that's what i mean you can fly down that that straight but it's such a twisty track for the rest of it that it doesn't really matter too much. It certainly doesn't. I think finally we'll 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 just very briefly touch on Lando Norris again, looking very good indeed, and his race pace actually looked rather tasty from what I could see uh, when it was uh, popping up and um, seeing the times as he was going over the line. It looked like Lando was actually um, looking quite good. So. Maybe, so another P2 maybe. on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you predicted him P1, mate. So yeah, true. Uh, and he's he's been making a lot of uh, jokes, hasn't he, about uh, when he gets his win, he'll just retire because he's done now. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen a lot of memes like, "Well, he's going to be in F1 for a long time then because of uh, how long he's currently oh, been waiting not. for his first win." No, he'll get it. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that he'll get uh, a win sooner rather than later. <laughs> He can't win every race for Stappen. Uh, Lando can't not win every race he takes part in, right? Yes. Uh, I tried to think how many many would have had this year had Max Verstappen not existed in our fantasy world. Yeah, he'd have been uh, challenging. But if we're going to have it, lots of maybes, Rubens Barrichello would be like a five-time champion of the world. So you know what I mean? 
Exactly. Or Nico Rosberg might actually be the most decorated Formula One driver of all time. <laughs> we will True. never know. Uh, and that is it, Tommy. What are your final thoughts before we go? Uh, my final You're thoughts show. are, of course, the live show well and how well how good it's going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned it before, but absolutely buzzing how many tickets we've sold already and people are hyped Um all over the UK We've, as well, which is our great. Glasgow and Manchester accommodation ready yeah, for looking it. Looking forward to it. Going up. And go to Scotland to, for the first yeah. time ever. I know. I can't believe that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be going to be fun. Have a going to have a great time as well. And uh, yeah, going to have a lot to a lot to dissect of it. Our end of season show. Um, yeah, going to be fun. Cannot talk. Yeah, wait. it's going to be a jam-packed show my final thoughts are i haven't said the word charlotte Claire, and i am going to now charlotte Claire, what a beautiful man that's how i'm going to end it right thank you everybody we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> we're going to be live on twitch matt p1 tommy as always for our qualifying watch along and of course on sunday as well for our race watch along and we'll see you there lots of love take care bye bye P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.